New Zealand Rural Land Company is a dividend-paying stock. We receive oh. long-term leases from our tenants, and we pass that lease income through to investors. And so investors would expect to make money over the long term in two ways, receive a growing and transparent and reasonably predictable dividend income or stream, plus they would own land. Hello, welcome to the NZX Opening Bell podcast. I am super excited about our guest today. I get to speak with Richard Milsom, who's actually a friend of mine as well. He might not want to admit that himself. Um, Co-founder and director of the manager of the New Zealand Rural Land Company. Welcome, Richard. Thanks very much for having me, JJ, and it's nice to be here. I'm just excited because I want to learn. I love the company, but I want you to be able to talk through more about the company so we can help other people understand the value in which the New Zealand Rural Land Company is bringing to New Zealand. So do you want to just start off, what is it? What's the company? At its core, New Zealand Rural Land Company is a way that thousands of individuals owned own rural land around New Zealand. New Zealand's got this unique global advantage where it is the lowest cost dollar-wise and the lowest carbon footprint producer of a whole bunch of food. We've heard people refer to New Zealand as the world's food basket, and it truly is. We've got some, we put out incredible produce, incredible primary produce, and we've got some fabulous farmers out there. And so we We've seen in the past that um, owning rural land or food production infrastructure has been a really popular asset class with people, but wasn't. What hasn't happened before is no one's enabled it to be owned by thousands of people. And so New Zealand Rural Land Company is a way for everybody to be able to own a piece of New Zealand productive rural land. The difference with us as well is instead of farming it ourselves, we partner with some of New Zealand's um, most able and sustainable operators and they sign long-term leases. And so investors and shareholders and partners of New Zealand Rural Land Company own the land. They partner with these high-quality, very experienced farming partners who are long-term tenants. And we see some um, intergenerational planning already taking place on some of the um, properties we own all all around New Zealand. I love that because I know um, on your website you talk about it enabling growth or empowering the farmer or the food producer to bring growth. Um, You know, it's not that obtainable for everyone to own land themselves or own the big piece of land. So not only are you giving people an opportunity to invest in farmland and food production, you're also giving people an opportunity who are farmers who a different model of ownership or a different model of growth. That's right. Um, a long time ago, the value of land and the value of a herd of cows or um, a, a flock of animals used to be roughly the same. Now we've seen the, the value of land itself go up so astronomically that sometimes that can be out of reach of people, but in the same way that you would... Um, lease a commercial building long term, people can lease a farm very long term, set up a life life for themselves there and be a master of their own destiny in a way that they haven't been able to in the past. And that's from the farmer's point of view. The other side of the equation is our, our group of shareholders, and that grows every day, is that they are able to own a piece of New Zealand as well and and in the past it was something you needed millions and millions of dollars to do and I can see why because it's such an attractive asset class to own. 
Now, talk us through where are they? Like, where are your farms? How many farms have you got? Those sorts of things. So, at the moment, we've got um, we've got farms in the South Island. Yep. Um, a large number of them. They're in Southland. They're in Otago. They're in Canterbury. Uh, we are looking at things throughout the South Island and in the North Island. Cool. Um, the company's had two financial years under its belt so far. We listed on the NZX um, in 2020. We started with $75 million. We've got just under $300 million worth of high-quality land. We've grown the um, our base of tenant partners. It's um, it's been a it's been a really strong period of growth for us, but it's been really enjoyable. It is the really enjoyable part of my job is getting to meet our investors all the time, of which I am one. Yep. Um, and also meet new tenant partners and deal with new tenant partners all the time and see some of the farms we've just bought have uh, two brand new tenant partners for us. They're um, um, One of them's a young family. Their boys are on the farm all the time. Um, it's a way for them to have real comfort and growth about, you know, a, about a very long-term long-term plan for them and a long-term partnership for us so it's it's good for both of us and they can decide how they farm absolutely and um but have that security and, and not sort of be i guess worrying about owning the land which which a they might not be able to or b might not want to yeah might not want to in the same way that um in the same way that a business might elect to rent its office because its money is better use and better tied up in um, research and development and people and computers and software and things like that, owning bricks and mortar is better suited to one group or one party that that might be at a different um, period in their life cycle or have a different risk appetite, owns the bricks and mortar, whereas you, the expert at running the business, leases the building and spends your money on on um, on your people and on your on your business itself, and it's it's a very similar thing. So everyone's focusing on what their core skills are. And I love that comparison to um, to commercial buildings because I always think that's – I think, you know, from my experience in agriculture and I've got you know been in it for a while, I think sometimes we forget that there are other ways to actually – you don't always have to own and there's other models. And I love that you've actually given this opportunity to young people or old people or whoever that wants, wants to get into farming. The other thing that it does as well is it opens up a whole new um, avenue for succession planning. So you imagine a um, a very a farming family that's been reasonably successful and they might have more than one farm. They might have three. Yep. And they might have three children, but two of the kids don't want to go farming. Now, the parents, if they want to provide their other kids some opportunity and one of the kids wants to take over the farms, one option they have is take on a whole bunch of debt to effectively provide the same opportunity to the kids that aren't farming as the as the child that is going farming. Now that does place a big burden, and we've seen it recently with interest rates on the family. It increases the risk profile of what's probably been generations of becoming freehold or, or largely freehold farmers. An alternative option for them now is New Zealand Rural Land Company could come along and it could purchase one of the farms, it could purchase two of the farms, it could lease them back for a very long period of time. Awesome. One of our one of our large groups of farms has um, a 12-year term of lease with two rights of renewal of 12 awesome. years. So they've got at least 36 years ahead of them farming in the same spot. So they, they know they have tenure, they know they have security, they know they can be planning long term. Yeah, but that's a brilliant option. I mean, look, one of the biggest 
issues. I mean, God, like 20 years ago in banking, people would say succession was their biggest issue because they there's not, you know. Succession's a major issue um, now for farmers as well because people don't want to sell up the family farm. Yep. Um, but at the same time, there's so much money tied up in it that how do you actually, if you have a number of children, how do you actually extract some of that money out of the family business so you can support the farming and, and stay in the same place your family's always been, but also support the other kids? Oh, I just love that because that's the big thing. It's always been how do you unlock the capital? And, yeah. and I love your example too of if you had three farms, which is not uncommon, and we both know that, you know. Right. It's um if you could sell two and keep one, then you're still keeping some sort of something in the family if you wanted to do that or whatever. I just love that whole I just love the flexibility that it provides. And if you had a very long term lease, what's the difference between that and owning it? If everyone can enjoy and use it exactly in the same way that if you owned it, except that the ownership is held by thousands of yep. New Zealanders, um, and the utility and the use of it is still with the same family. Yeah, pretty cool. Mm. That's a lot of win-win there. Hey, so do you want to talk us through the results though? Because so you said two, it's had two financial years. Yes. Yeah, so this is our second year of um, being in business as such. <laughs> there was a, there was a, a, a you know many years leading up to this point, but we've been listed for two financial years now. Um, so look, the 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 high level points of this latest result are we had paid an. New Zealand Rural Land Company is a dividend-paying stock. We receive oh. long-term leases from our tenants, and we pass that lease income through to investors. And so investors would expect to um, to make money over the long term in two ways, receive a, a, a growing and transparent and reasonably predictable dividend income or stream, plus they would own land, and you would expect over the long term, because that's what it's done since Adam was a cowboy, is you would expect the land to go up in value. It is a scarce or a finite resource. Yep. You cannot make more productive land. You can build more buildings. You can build more houses. Yep. You you know, the world's population is growing. You cannot make more farms to grow food. And New Zealand has some of the most productive, lowest carbon footprint farms in the world. And so, so our latest financial result, the value per share yep. went up just under 19%. So the value of people's, um, the farms that they own per share, net asset value increased um, just under 19%. Plus we announced our second dividend. So we had paid an interim dividend and we paid our awesome. second dividend. I guess the crux of that, what I heard you say is you believe in this. And this is, I mean, look, I remember you years ago, um, sort of not, I think it was when you were first thinking about it, you were first kind of conceiving the idea. Um, and I just think, I, I just love how passionate you are about it. And I think that's quite different. It, to me, it kind of feels like a family-owned business. It's the sort of thing that you can, that when you know your family and friends own it, and yourself, that you can sleep soundly at night. That's yeah. you know, that's how I feel about it. I want to sort of add too to what you're talking about with farming as well. Is, and look, if anyone's sort of listening that isn't necessarily super familiar with the agricultural sector, there is an unlimited flow of experienced, fantastic farmers in New Zealand. It's not going to be vacant. You know, this is this is there is going to be this great stream of people and we are really good at what we do in New Zealand with farming and it's yeah. not just food. We produce nutrition, you know, we don't, we don't produce calories, 
we oh, produce the right. nutrient-dense food. And I think, and, and we have these exceptional people. So I imagine you have a good list of people quite keen to get into whenever you do your next land that, purchase. That, that list grows every day. And that's one of the things I enjoy about travelling around the country is we go and see the farms that we own with our tenant partners in place that are going really well and their families on farm and they're, they're, you know, if we're honest, they're making plenty of money and they're, you know, and so that's a good position to be in. As I always say to our tenants, a good result for us looks like a really well-maintained, looked-after farm yep. and you guys making plenty of money. And that's what they like to. They like to have a – because you've got long-term leases, people are planning decades at a time. They're not planning for a two-year lease. We need yeah. to get out of this building. We don't want to spend any money. They're thinking we've got to use this thing 5, 10, 15, 20 years in the future. So they're, they're thinking very long-term and that's the same time horizon if not longer that we have and so there's a natural synchrony there my point was though we do get a lot of referral business from our tenant partners saying oh. look i've worked with someone or um i know someone else in the district who this would be really good for they're a very able farmer they might have one farm and they might already own a farm and they don't want to take on a whole bunch of debt to buy another one they'd love to lease it and in fact, with the same equity or money you'd use to buy a farm, you could lease a farm or two. Yep. And so we, there are a lot of referral business. We're meeting a lot of of, of really able farmers, um, and we have a we have a real pipeline of those that are keen, and and we look forward to hopefully being able to work with them in the future. Well, I love that though, because we do have great farmers, and we do have a lot of really highly capable people that don't necessarily have the the capital uh, to actually buy their own farm. And I, I just love that, again, that this is actually enabling, empowering others to grow. And look, food production is so important for New Zealand. You know, it's our, our key export. If people would prefer to direct the capital that they have, and everyone has limited capital, it doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, yeah. There, there is always a limit. It just depends what that limit is. If they're able to spend that more productively and efficiently on 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 low cost, low emission, low footprint, hyper productive, profitable, profitable, high quality farming. We want to be right there alongside them, allowing them to do so. And I think it's about community too. I think you know these rural communities is quite scary with when farms do come up for sale. And I think you know there would be great confidence in the community knowing that rural, the rural land company owned that farm, knowing that you want to have it for I don't know maybe a hundred years at least. You know at least. And at then least. and that's a really nice thing to know because it's about schools. It's about having people there. It's about building these. And and you're a big part of that. And so when I think of you, I think about the support of the community the people that you're developing because those people that will come onto your farms, I imagine, you know, they have a great opportunity to work with a great partner that, as you said, you want them to succeed. That's right. And that's one of the things, the bar is set quite high for the tenant partners yep. um, that we do business with because we, we are in partnership with them for a long time. And so, um, so we end up, we look at a number of things. We look at their um, we look at their financial track record, of yep. course. We look at the strength of their balance sheet to be able to support a lease and downturns. We look at their environmental track record, and we look at their people track record. So, oh. how have they embraced healthy homes? How have they dealt with modern slavery in their business? How are they developing people? How are they providing opportunity? And so, for us, when we're 
when we're enabling really able farming groups to bring more people into their group and teach them and educate them and provide opportunities for them to build equity and get out on their own and grow further, we really like supporting that. And that that is one of the things that that makes the job so enjoyable. I just it feels very progressive to me. What I love, it's almost this old fashioned as it's fa- it's growing food and and it's farming, but at the same time, it's highly progressive because you're thinking about the future. I think this can provide for people a reasonably um, transparent um, type of vehicle to own real land and and receive a dividend. So for investors, um, I think that those investors can enjoy and take interest and take joy in the fact that they are part of the of New Zealand's success story it's global advantage that they are an owner yep that they are an owner of one of new zealand's best assets all around the country and that they're involved in a business that partners with really able people and helps that growth throughout the country and then our tenant partners like i said before they can be involved with a company that's got a very long-term horizon they can be doing well for themselves their community their people their family and the New Zealand Rural Land Company shareholders are doing well as well. And that's that long-term nature of it. And so I I, I think it genuinely can be a win-win. Oh, look, and I mean, they can be investors too. I mean, I imagine your partners that are leasing also might actually own shares or be investors as well. Some of them do, yeah. They absolutely do. So yeah. it's just, I don't know, I just love it. I think uh, the more we move forward with agriculture, the more we're going to need to adapt and evolve, the more we're going to need these awesome models that actually – support people getting in and you know I'd take great pride like I'd love to be a farmer knowing that New Zealand owned my farm because that would be a really I don't know I think that's a, an amazing piece of pride that you're actually farming for New Zealand that's right that's right oh that's so cool right now we're gonna have some fun we're gonna do some quick fire questions I'm sorry I'm going through a tunnel <laughs> I know when I actually said that to Richard his face was like I'm never talking to you again and you have to buy a really expensive lunch next time um, now I want to know your favourite breed of bovine I have very fond memories really good friend of mine Lucy and George um, who live in Christchurch and I'm, I'm uh, um, from Christchurch as well as Auckland they had a um, they had a miniature Highland bull <laughs> and so and the, and the miniature Highland bull is um, is Scotty was special to me for two reasons one is um, Lucy and George were great friends. Uh, when they got married, that was you know a, a real highlight for me. And the miniature Highland bull was actually Lucy's present to George um, when they got married. And you should have seen you know his face when this horse float turned up. You pull down the gate and you're looking up for a horse, and then you look right down to this little um, miniature Highland bull that trots out of the back of it. And they were firm friends um, since then. And I actually I was out. Um, years later at Lucy and George's farm just out of Christchurch and um and Scotty had an infection and so we were um we were giving him some antibiotics. Yep. And my now wife actually came out and that was the first time we met one another was at you know at this farm while I was Aww. while I was trying to wrangle um Scotty who's actually very, very strong and reasonably yeah. stubborn, shockingly. And so um yeah and so because of the Lucy and George relationship and the meeting my wife and because Scotty was uh, phenomenal, um, I would say that right up there, you know, is uh, is probably Scotty the miniature Highland Bull. 
<laughs> now I know what to get you for birthday, by the way. Um, now, if there was one place, and it's probably a silly question to ask you this, really, because you already have lots of land all over the place, but if there was one spot in New Zealand, or is there a particular spot in New Zealand you would love to have a bit of land in? I suppose the benefit of being a, a shareholder in New Zealand Rural Land Company is I do actually already own a little bit of land all around New Zealand, and as I continue to invest in New Zealand Rural Land Company, that will grow. As a side question, if yeah. I was an investor, do I get a little pamphlet that shows me all the farms and stuff? You do get a, a pamphlet that shows you where the farms are, not the addresses, because I don't think, oh, our, no, no, that would be, I yeah. don't think our tenants would appreciate <laughs> um, uh, appreciate a a, 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 map, a, a map spontaneous to the stars. <laughs> yeah, a map to the stars around the country for um for everyone to be able to show up unannounced and introduce themselves as a shareholder. I thought I think that you know they'd enjoy that for the first little bit, but after a couple of years, might worth thin. Yep. Um, but no, certainly you, you can see hectares, locations. Oh, that awesome. You want, um, oh yeah. Farm. Absolutely. Um, favorite local food spot. Oh, Orphans Kitchen. Um, I went to um. I went to Homeland the other day. Oh yeah, and um, which is a Peter Gordon restaurant, yep. and makes a big deal about um, showcasing all the different New Zealand um, producers whose food they use, and not only is the food quality really high, like the chefs and the menu design and the and the style of cooking, but the the quality of ingredients is really high, and um, and you get a there's a pamphlet on the table that talks you through where it's come from, who's produced it, and so you get that um, you get that provenance as well as the food is sensational. I was lucky enough to be taken uh, was it last year to um, to one of Sid's restaurants, um, Sid Art, and that that was a real treat. If anyone out there listening uh, uh, would like to take me to Sid Art again, I would be. Um, <laughs> Highly available for that. Yep, it yep. Was, um, that, that was true. You'll, you'll support he, someone through that moment? I will support them. Yeah, as long as they support me through the bill-paying moment. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm really happy to support them throughout the meal <laughs> component of it. Um, but that was he. It, it, Sid's doing some amazing things. Yeah. Um, and oh, there's, there's, so many, there's so many good restaurants in Auckland. The, the restaurateurs and the guys that have been doing it bloody tough throughout COVID yep. um, have – you know, have stuck it out, hopefully, touch water, are, are starting to get back up on the foils again because they, they're they just doing such amazing things. It's such a treat going out for um, going out for food. And I think that, that whole time made us appreciate it more too, though. I think that gave us more of a sense of when we're out, we actually understand what it was like when you couldn't go. Oh, absolutely. But I really feel for those guys. I mean, yeah. They're, they're, you know, the, the owners, the landlords – the staff, the yep. chefs, you know, this great deal of uncertainty about when it's actually going to, when they're going to be able to do business again. And I mean, thank it's, God it's, many of them stuck in with it. And oh, and they did. It, they did. They did. And and I'm I'm trying to do my bit to um to support them now that we, you know, now that we are out and about and can go around there. And I mean, we were in such a privileged position with New Zealand Rural Land Company throughout COVID as 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 farmers and food producers and you know come rain hail or shine that business isn't really subject to any of those sorts of risks so on one side of the ledger you've got some of the country doing fine um versus a lot of pain both domestically and internationally and then on the other side of the ledger you've got these innovators and phenomenal um hospitality participants that are doing it bloody tough 
Yeah. So it was, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased that we're looking like we're into a bit more normality now. Oh, that's so cool. Hey, so what's the best advice you've ever received? I'm, I, I don't think that I could single out one piece of advice. I've been really lucky to have a whole bunch of people that have been super generous with their time yep. and advice over such a long period of time. I, I just, I couldn't, I actually couldn't pinpoint one particular piece that trumped all the rest of it. I, there have just been so many people that have been generous of spirit and time. Mm. Yeah, you're pretty generous with your spirit and time, though. You pay it forward. Mm, I, yep, but if, as I can. Yep, as I can. And um, last question, have you got a favourite quote that anyone's ever made? Someone said, the difference between successful people and very successful people is very successful people say no to almost everything. So you're very selective about what you do. And and there is a little bit of that, well, there's a lot of that at New Zealand Rural Land Company. We do look at a lot of things and we're, we're lucky enough to be able to be very selective about what we choose to own for the very long term, the quality of partners and the quality of properties that we decide to do. And there is nothing wrong with just sitting on your hands and doing nothing at all, waiting for a slam dunk to come along. Amen to that, because again, that comes back to your long-term horizon, which is a big driver for success. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now, Richard Milson, you are fantastic, and I appreciate you coming in to talk. Oh, I kind of, you. I did feel that maybe I did railroad you into it, but that's all right. I might take you out for lunch one day. Thank you for it. Are we going to sit out? We will. We will. We, we will go there. It's the least I we can do. We might be able to have some bread, and yeah, we might be able to have some bread. <laughs> hey, you're awesome, and thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much for having me, Joe. The information provided in this podcast is a guide and is intended for general information purposes only. The information is not investment advice. The information should not be relied upon as a substitute for detailed advice from a professional advisor. The podcast may contain opinions or forward-looking statements and actual results may vary from what is expressed in this podcast. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the presenter or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of NZX. NZX Limited is not liable for any loss suffered through relying on the information in this podcast. NZX makes no warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the information in this podcast. All intellectual property rights in the content of this podcast are owned or used under license by NZX, and NZX's written consent is required to use, redistribute, or reproduce the content, or use it to create other works.